Hello, hello, hello. You're listening to the Mo Money Podcast, episode 50, and I am your host, Jessica Morehouse. Thank you so much for listening to this episode that is with my grandma and me. Um, my grandma, Audrey, she is my dad's mom, and she is originally from Scotland and immigrated to Canada in the 50s. Um, she lived in Vancouver for a little bit, and then uh, she moved with her husband and my dad and my aunt to Terrace when they were uh, very, very little. And has been living in Terrace, BC ever since. Um, I wanted to chat with my grandma because I always kind of want to know a little bit more about her story. And also, she's been retired um, for the past, I guess, a uh, couple decades. And I just kind of wanted to get her take on how how do you do that? I really, you know, being a millennial, I don't know a lot of retired people, so I'm always kind of curious what that's like. How is it living on such a strict budget and living through retirement? So we kind of chat about all that stuff in this episode. Um, before I kind of dive in, I just wanted to highlight or mention a few things that uh, we touched on in this episode, but I don't think we really give give a background on. So just so you kind of know the the full story, uh, my grandma Audrey um, immigrated from Scotland to Vancouver, uh, BC, Canada uh, when she was you know very young in her early 20s. Um, and I believe my dad was about three years old and they lived in Vancouver for a little bit and then eventually moved up to Terrace, BC, which is uh, at northern BC, kind of near Prince George. Um, and yeah, so my grandma was a teacher. Um, she eventually also had my aunt Lisa, which is my dad's younger sister, and uh, my aunt Lisa has two young girls, Chantelle and Cassandra, and I believe uh, Lisa and Cassandra still live in Terrace, and Chantelle lives in Vancouver now. As for um, my uh, grandma's uh, husband or ex-husband, uh, my grandpa, I never really knew him as a, a at all in my life, so that's why I don't really uh, mention him in this episode, so I don't know his story, besides the fact that um, they moved to Terrace so he can open up a bakery, because he was a baker, and it was called the Blue Ribbon Bakery, and it was, he did lots of like fun Scottish pastries, which is kind of cool. Um, but it's also part of the reason that my dad does not really like, he doesn't have much of a sweet tooth because I think he um, ate too many sweets when he was a kid and now he, he kind of, he just can't go there anymore. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of just a, a little bit of a backstory. Um, and the rest we will talk about in this episode. Um, okay. So I'm excited to chat with you because I've actually always really wanted to know your side of the story and your your history because you have a I mean you've lived a very fruitful interesting life so I think I'm excited because I don't know I think so not too sure oh about that, I don't I I think so I okay well I was born in a really uh sorry I wasn't born there I was born in Inch Scotland mm-hmm. I-N-S-C-H it's a very small uh village mm-hmm. and uh, then I uh, moved to a, a, an even smaller village, I think, in inland, and uh, I was there until I left for college. Where'd you go to college? And I went to college in Aberdeen, mm. which is a big port city, oh. and uh, I spent three years there, and uh, it was very interesting. It was great to get out in the world. What did you study like- in university or college? Uh, well, it was a teaching course, okay. and uh, it was at a teacher's college. I didn't actually go to university. It was separate from the university, mm-hmm. and if you wanted to teach high school, you went to, to university first and then did your last year at the teacher's college, mm. 
but I was going to be a primary intermediate uh, teacher. So um, I went to the teacher's college and did three years mm. there. Why did you want to become a teacher? Uh, first of all, I thought I wanted to be a nurse about my third year of high school, then found I didn't like blood mm-hmm. very much. And uh, then uh, I uh, decided that uh, teaching sounded like a good idea, <laughs> and uh, I uh, just pursued that. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. I've always enjoyed teaching. Uh, I hear horror stories sometimes now, but yeah, um, I think teaching just the whole industry has changed a lot since, like, just in the past ten to twenty years. I mean, there's a lot of ins and outs and ups and downs about mm-hmm. it and uh, it's you know you're either cut out for it or you're not mm-hmm. I think and it's I think I was and have enjoyed it mm-hmm. and, and uh, really glad I took the course mm-hmm. you know but when I came to Canada I had to take a couple of courses because you know coming from one system to another you had to um, sort of just justify who you were mm-hmm. and uh, when your dad was just a baby, I was taking an English course, no, it wasn't an English course, sorry, it was a psychology course, and teaching full-time, and uh, doing essays on the weekend, and trying to get going with a two-year-old. Oh, wow. It was heavy going. Oh, yeah, that sounds (laughs) like a stressful time. (laughs) But survived it, and uh, then when... uh, your, oh, I taught at uh, David Lloyd George mm-hmm. School down uh, Gran, just off Granville. You'll know where yeah, that is. Yeah, in Vancouver, yeah. And uh, I taught there uh, for, what was it, three years, I think? or Yeah, I think it was three years before uh, I came up to, uh, to Terrace. Mm-hmm. That was a huge move for us, you yeah. know, because we opened business and... Uh, I uh, didn't teach for a bit Mm -hmm. and then uh, had uh, Lisa Mm -hmm. and went back to teaching when uh, she was three years old. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. I've had lots of ups and downs Mm -hmm. and busy times. Yeah. So when, at what point did you, so you were a teacher in Scotland for a little bit and then you uh, decided to move? I taught about three Mm -hmm. years before your dad was born. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, then uh, we came to decided to make a big move. Mm-hmm. Uh, things weren't good in Britain yeah. then, you know. It was uh, there was a slowdown on work and lots of things going on, and we decided that maybe we'd make a break and just go to a new country. And what? I wasn't the one that initiated <laughs> it. I was. You were a good sport. <laughs> not to do that, yeah. but uh, decided that okay, if that's what we were going to do, we'd do yeah. it. So, and then. I was very fortunate because I was in um, Vancouver for about, oh gosh, we came in March mm-hmm. and I had a job uh, lined up by uh, February the next year. Oh wow, so that's, that's really great. Really, yeah, try that now. Yeah, no. <laughs> on like that now and I, I had a really good principal on Mr. Buckley and he was very kind and uh sort of helped me with all the things I didn't quite know about Canada and and had to do right there and then. So, mm-hmm. you know. Did you find, it, like, there were quite a few cultural differences? Did you find it really tough to kind of get comfortable here? 
Uh, yes, I think a lot of it was coming from a small place too, you know, and to the big city. I mean, I, I had done three years in Aberdeen, of course, was when I was in college, mm-hmm. and it's pretty big, but Vancouver's even bigger. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, just getting established in a new uh, place too, you know, we had to rent, mm-hmm. and then finally we we bought a little house down on uh, just opposite uh, Sir Wilfrid Laurier, mm-hmm. just off the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, once we had a, you know, our own place and that, it was a little easier. And luckily, I mean, you know, there was no language difficulty yeah. or anything, you know, so that made it a whole lot mm-hmm. easier. But there, yeah, there were differences, you know, that uh, made a few faux pas here and there, mm-hmm. but made it through. Yeah, for sure. It's just kind of it, it's kind of funny that you mentioned that you bought a house in Vancouver when you were there. Because I'm like, oh, man, had you kept it or you stayed in Vancouver <laughs> well, actually, the last time we I don't think it's there anymore, no. Jessica. It's uh, it was on uh, West uh, Fifty Nine. Oh yeah, and it's, uh, right opposite Sir Wilfrid Laurier oh, School, wow. and uh, Churchill was just up from there, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, we paid eleven thousand nine hundred dollars. No, it. oh my gosh. Yeah, and we checked on it. Oh, maybe about oh. Like it being about ten years yeah. ago, and the lot itself was was uh, what was it uh, three three thousand three hundred thousand or something, mm-hmm. and, uh, probably a whole lot more now. And oh, the sure. location, you know, because it was near Oak Street. Oh Park. my gosh! No, guaranteed that yeah. lot is probably worth a million dollars. Exactly. Oh, and and your your dad used to love visiting his little friend uh, on the next uh, uh, street. Yeah. And uh, they got up to a few little scrapes, the two of them, once <laughs> in a while. And uh, his best friend's name was Tony. Uh-huh. And Tony and he got into little things they shouldn't sometimes, but they survived. Yeah, so. Dad seemed like he was a bit of a rascal. <laughs> he was, but he hasn't changed all that much. He's he's still, uh, you know, the little guy's in there. Yeah. So. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh! But it, it was a nice neighborhood, mm-hmm. and the people we got to know were really kind and generous, and included us in a lot of mm-hmm. things, and that helped a lot, you know. And then, as I say, I was working yeah. so much, and that, and uh, you just, you know, you, you're young, you muddle through somehow. Yeah, exactly. So, coming from Scotland to Vancouver and then moving from Vancouver to Terrace, BC, that must have been also a huge change. I can't even, because I mean, g- uh, just the winters alone must have been a big shock. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, uh, very similar to the, the winters I grew up with. Oh, though, yeah. Uh, uh, maybe milder, a little milder up here, because uh, I remember back uh, in the 50s, and uh, we had one really bad winter, and it was so windy that, um, you know, things were, uh, some of the outer buildings where I mm-hmm. lived, the roofs were blowing oh off. Oh, my gosh. And you tried to go around the corner and you blew back. So, you know. Wow. It's, that's when I was in high school. And, um, you know, it just it brought back a lot of things, you know, when we came up here. The, the winters up here aren't too bad. There's, uh, we have the odd... You know, we'll get the Pineapple Express mm-hmm. here. And uh, you'll have a couple of weeks when it's a little bit iffy. Mm-hmm. But uh, 
once that's gone, you know, we don't have really hugely bad winters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you you go by how much you shovel up here. Yeah. So, I guess you get used to it. I'm still not really used you, to the Toronto winters. They still get me every year. I mean, they're not. Oh, I think every time they mention Toronto <laughs> and they and you have some real. Oh my gosh! This I, well, you know what? It hasn't been super consistently bad, but it's just when you think it's all good, and it was actually quite uh, warm. I think back in maybe March or February or or something like that. And then the next week it dropped down to like minus five. And you're like, I thought we were done. (laughs) Oh, I know. Well, this is the thing, you know, uh, with me, my rhododendrons are all out up Mm -hmm. here and well, they're not fully out, but there's uh, another week. They'll be completely out. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've had azaleas in town for quite a while. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, beginning we're later this year than usual so usually it's a couple of weeks before this that things are blooming mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, but nothing compared to vancouver yeah no know. that's true i do miss vancouver's weather i mean well, my cherry tree, cherry tree in the backyard is uh, i noticed the petals were blowing off today Aww. so mm-hmm. did you ever miss scotland did you ever want to move back did you ever get homesick Never really wanted to move back, Jessica, but yes, you do feel homesick. I think a lot of it is, especially if you're pressured or anything, yeah. you know, and and uh, there's always pressure when you mm-hmm. move. Mm-hmm. You you sort of get this sort of longing to go down a certain road and the road isn't there, yeah. you know. So it's a little bit nostalgic that way, but mm-hmm. uh, I've been home twice, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But it was a long time. Like your your dad was about sixteen, I think, the first time we went yeah. home. Yeah, you told us about and, that. Yeah, and then uh, I went again when I retired. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but you know, it would be nice to go back. But I'm not a traveler. Mm-hmm. I I get very sort of uptight if I'm traveling. So mm-hmm. I, I probably won't go back. Yeah, but you've kind but, of made um, your home in Terrace, and that seems like you, that's mm-hmm. where you want to be. Yeah. But uh, you folks should all try to go, you know, because it is very different. And yeah. uh, Anna's been. Yeah, no, we actually really, really want to go. We're um, going to Paris. Um, I, yeah, I, so I'm very excited. But but we're. I'm excited for you. I'd love to go there. It's, too. it's been on my bucket list. And it's it was just one of those things where there's so many places I want to go, especially I'd love to go to Scotland. Um, it's just so beautiful there, but I'm like, well, I feel like I kind of want to go to Paris first. Find it very different if you do go to Scotland, Mm -hmm. because everything, I I always uh, joke when I come, come back, everything shrunk, you know, because we're so used to the mountains up here in Terrace. Yeah. And we had hills in Scotland that we thought were really high and then went back and they are not high (laughs) at all. So... I mean the Highlands, yes, but not where I lived in Ter- in in Lambston. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, no, that's definitely uh, on the plans to do kind of a um, England well, Scotland trip. You can, you've done a lot, both. Uh, you know, all of you have traveled more than mm-hmm. I have, but I think uh, you really should, and especially you know before family comes and that because. Yeah. Uh, the opportunity isn't there after that, you know, or not as much. Yeah, it's definitely harder once you start having mm-hmm. little kidlets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Though it's not in yeah. our 
you know, plans anytime soon. So I think we mm-hmm. still have a few more years to get some traveling. So I, I think you guys are a lot smarter than my generation were, you know, because uh, it was almost expected of you to be married by the time you were 21 mm-hmm. or 22. Well, yeah, things have changed and, just so uh, much I, since then, right? Yeah, I was married at 21. Wow. and uh, But um, I wouldn't do that again, yeah. you know. Yeah. I'm going to have opportunity, but, you know, well, you know and- I think it's better to... Live your life a little bit. Yeah, and I think, you know, it was just, you know, in your generation and my parents' generation, it was a little bit more kind of the thing to do to get married early and start a family young. And I think because I lived through that as a kid, as much as I loved having young parents, they had more energy and it was great. I also saw the things that they had to sacrifice. And that's one thing that I just didn't really want to do. So, you know, I'm like, I definitely want to have a family one day. I think I'll regret you know, looking back and not having one possibly, but I also really didn't want to have some of the the same regrets as my parents. Like they weren't able to travel because they had a family really young and it's only in their kind of Mm forties and fifties that they were able to do that. And I'm like, Oh, I don't want to wait that long to do some of the things that I want to do. So, but I mean, there's, there's, you know, pros and cons to delaying having a family. So is what it is kind of thing. Yeah. Well, each to his own, you know, as I say, it's, with me, it was a whole different thing. Yeah. It was sort of getting away and being on my own sort yeah. of thing and, you know, away from, you know, the family I grew up with and that and uh, just a lot of things. Yeah. And, you know, just looking back, I wish I'd traveled because I'm sorry I yeah. didn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I, I'm not a good uh, traveler now. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I get anxious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of curious because I don't really know anyone that's retired besides you and my grandpa. <laughs> how? So we how must, do you? We must seem absolutely no, ancient. no. That's not true. I'm just. Uh, what fascinates me, especially because you've been retired for a little while now. Um, well, since since I was 62 and I'm 80 wow. now, so that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. How did like? How does yeah. like in my mind I. I'm really focused on obviously saving for retirement, but my mind, I can't wrap my mind around not working for like 20, 30, 40 years and just living off of money I've saved. How do you do that? Like what, like how do you make sure you don't, you know, accidentally spend too much? Uh, I'm very careful, Jessica. I wasn't always this way. It was a lot more of a spendthrift in my younger years, but I've, since we came to Canada, I've had to be very careful anyway. Mm-hmm. And I've always sort of just worked with what I had, you know, sort of thing. And uh, now, oh, well, before just the year I retired, I think I changed everything to monthly. Yeah. So I most of my, the things that I have, my uh, accounts I have to pay, I pay monthly. Mm-hmm. So it's automatically, most of them are taken out at the mm-hmm. bank. So, you know, my check goes in. Yep. Bye-bye to all these things, and whatever's left is mine, but, uh, you know, and uh, I've managed pretty much to live within the pension, Mm -hmm. except, uh, as say, with this having to do the roof and things like that. Yeah, the little things that pop up. Oh, and the car. Mm -hmm, I mean, mm -hmm. I bought a car back in 2007, I guess, Mm -hmm. so it's it's getting old Mm -hmm. now, (laughs) but anyway... um, that was a little harder for me this because uh, I put, what did I put? I think I was paying 300 and something 
near 370 a month or something plus the insurance mm-hmm. on it and you know that was a bit of a strain but uh, but I knew I had to do mm-hmm. it so so what know. what kind of thing so I, I'm careful yeah so. what kind of things besides you know I guess being very strict with your budget and um and that's something that I try to do I've been really I was really good at budgeting and, and being really strict when I had like absolutely no money and just moved out just because I really had no choice I'm like well if I want to save up some money I have to be really diligent and then after a couple of years it's you know you kind of get a little lazy and now I'm kind of getting back to that strict budget thing just because mm-hmm. I want to see if I can do it again but what I'm curious about is what what kind of things do you do to like save money or just, I don't know. I feel like, especially my generation, we do kind of sometimes try to take the easy way out or spend money just to, for convenience sake. But what kind of things do you do to make sure that your dollar stretches as far as it can? Well, because I'm on a limited budget, I pretty, as I said, I pretty well know what my accounts are yeah. every month. And I know what my leeway is. And I don't travel much, and uh, a lot of friends do. Mm-hmm. So if I'm traveling, and I've been lucky because Lisa's been with the yeah. airline. She's not any airline any mm-hmm. longer. But um, So I will have to pay full fare yeah. now, which That's is too bad. <laughs> but I've been lucky that way, you know, that if I, and I've only gone down, say, once a year to Vancouver and that, and mm-hmm. so on. But... Uh, Usually I'm very conscious of where my budget is and what can be done and what can't yeah. be done. So pretty much live within it. You yeah. Know? I think uh, it's kind of keeping it simple is the key. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was episode 50 with my wonderful grandma, Audrey. Thank you. Audrey, for letting me record our conversation for my podcast. I really appreciate you sharing some of your uh, life story with me for this episode. And I hope you out there enjoyed listening to it. Um, If you also want to kind of get the take from my grandpa, I recorded an episode with him uh, back last year in 2015. And you can find that that information if you just go jessicamorehouse.com slash... 29. Thank you again for listening. Now, you'll definitely want to make sure you come back here next Wednesday for episode 51, which is my interview with the amazing Gail Vaz Oxlade, personal finance expert, TV host, author, wonderful woman. You'll definitely want to come back here. Make sure if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes so you do not miss it. And on that note, I will see you next Wednesday. This podcast is distributed by the Women in Media Podcast Network. Find out more at womeninmedia.network.